Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast Live. Today is August 8th, 2022. Time is 2200 hours plus one, 2201. I want to thank everybody for coming in tonight, guys. We are going to have a special guest. He is not here yet, but he is on the way. Reverend Paul is coming back to join us. And uh, I put that little little uh, show note there at the top just to make Reverend Paul feel welcome when he comes in. Guys, we have a lot of guests on the show from time to time. He's got to be one of my favorites. There's uploaded episodes you guys can catch on Spotify. He's just a really great person to have around. And here he comes right now. We got him. Welcome in, Reverend Paul. How you doing, brother? Excellent. Excellent. I love it, man. I love it. You know, and, and I tell people this all the time because I, I speak very highly of you when you're not around, you know, just so you know. Oh, that's good. It is. It's good, right? Uh, it's always watching. He is he. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Um, so what? So what I was going to say is, uh, I speak very highly in regards to you because you're the. I feel like you're the first religious individual, like you know, preacher or priest or pastor, that's actually down to earth, that can actually communicate with people, that actually has that that sarcasm that can understand sarcasm and can deal with it. Cause a lot of people can't. And you know, when most people get uncomfortable, they like to joke around, they like to bounce things back and forth and, and certain, you know, certain religious individuals, they just can't handle it. They, they, Ugh, they cringe and they're like, Oh, I can't do it. So how do you find that so easy to do Reverend Paul? Uh, you know, I've actually been told that by a lot of people cause they're, um, especially, people like you that are agnostic or atheists or, you know, whatnot. And so they're like, I can't, <laughs> they tell me, well, why are you so calm all the time and relatable? Like I can, cause if I talk to other Christians, you know, they'll get all mad and want to just debate with me and just, <laughs> you know, get all religious and crazy. And I'm like, well, you know, if, if you're really, really confident in what you know, to be truth, then there's no need to have an attitude about it. There's no need to, um, you know, be a crappy person or anything like that. You just, you know, you're good to go. There's no worries. And so <laughs> when people want to debate with me <laughs> about religion or whatever, you know, I. Hey, Reverend Paul, real bit, quick, but... is, is Samuel your sidekick? Samuel, who's that? I don't know. I uh, I keep getting a call-in from Samuel. Samuel, we are going to allow call-ins. We're just waiting a minute, bud, so sorry. Just hang out for a minute. Uh, 
Once we get into the second half of the show, we do allow Collins, but I want Reverend Paul all to myself right now. I'm going to be selfish. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my co-host is Eric. So I Eric, know, that's uh, what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't him that I wasn't accepting the call for, because if it was him, I'd let him in. Um, but I didn't oh, know yeah. if that was him or not. No, if it was him, you want to keep him out. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Sure thanks. He, thanks you know, for the that update. Way he, that way he tunes in and listens. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, you know, like I like everybody it. else. You can't have a, you know, shortcut to the front. Um, oh, that's that's true. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's um, it's just like that with anything. You know, you're not going to argue with someone about uh, homesteading, you know, if they're um, like me living in the city. You know, I don't have no garden, you know, like, how am I going to tell you what a garden is or whatever? You know, you have one, you're, you're sitting there, you know, collecting, um, uh, fruit and stuff from it. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, uh, you know, vegetables. And so you're just like, well, okay. You know, just, it's pointless. And, uh, and I've seen way too many things to, to be like, oh, well, yeah, okay. There's not a God or something, you know, so I can be calm. When I talk to people and people that it draws people in, it's like, okay, well, I guess you do know what you're talking about. But no, I I get on it. On top of that, though, I mean, I've I've I'm a normal Christian that grasps like the whole of the Bible, like the whole like laying hands on people and casting out demons and all that. I grew up around that. I, you know, that was the kind of Bible college I went to. But after I went to a Bible college like that, I backslid. You know what I'm saying? So I um, went drinking for a little bit and um, just doing stupid stuff. And so, you know, I haven't been this perfect Christian. So, you know, no, I haven't had anything to drink in over a decade. I mean, you know, so it's not recent or anything. But, you know, I've Wait gone till through I see those. You. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know you're talking about the live. <laughs> I am um, going to corrupt the heck out of you, Reverend Paul, I promise. Yeah, I've already been there and done that. And so, you know, I, I know what I'm not missing out there. Um, some people will uh, say the same with Jesus. Oh, I didn't lose Jesus at church, so I'm not going to find him there. You know, I think that's kind of funny. My no, I got you. So that. so real quick before we continue into this, um, Samuel, uh, or Bearded, thank you for the update on Samuel. Samuel, we will let you in, but this is kind of how we do the show. We wait. Till the second half of the show to do the Collins. Uh, that's how we do things here. I want to go ahead and welcome everybody that's in here right now that has came into the show. Uh, we've got Shannon, we've got Carson, we've got Gene, we've got my buddy BP in there. We've got uh, now, guys. I don't have a regular mouse in front of me, so I got to scroll here. We got Kentucky, we got WV Pappy, we've got uh, Ozarks, Bethy, just a minute too. We've got Tiff, we've got. Let me scroll. Come on, scroll, mouse, scroll. It's not letting me scroll. Uh, there it is. We've got uh, Pink Squirrel, Vet Tech, and Prep. We've got uh, JP, Sydney, Angela, Samuel, Reverend Paul, obviously. You guys can hear him in the chats here. We've got uh, Miss Sir Life. Sir Life. I can never say that right. Uh, Ozarks. Uh, Bethy, just a minute, too. Guys, I'm just going back through these pages because they're growing now. Baramu, Jelly Six. I wish this. I wish I had my freaking mouse, guys. It's just kind of driving me nuts. Uh, we've got Fab Chick, Gammy. 
We've got Nettle, Be Free, Eric, which, guys, Be Free is Joe. So if you don't know who Joe is, that's Joe. We've got Eric Kirk, American Honey. We've got, uh, let's see here. Um, we've got Bearded, Sarah. And we've got Echo on the last page. What's up, everybody? Echo is the first one here. We also now have uh just bk24 and preaching and breaching i want to welcome everybody into the show tonight guys collins are welcome once we get uh, a little bit more into the show here and i got a favor to ask everybody in here guys so i promised all you guys i would start doing i would start doing video along with the show it's been kind of problematic uh due to trying to run two computers at once internet connection everything like that i had no problem doing it for mobile Guys, in order for me to do this, I need a few more YouTube followers. If you guys want to jump on YouTube, give me a follow at its Doomsday Podcast. As soon as we have our followers there, we will be able to do this live from mobile. Um, but we have to get there first. That's that's all it is. I'm going to continue to revisit the. Uh, I'm going to continue to try to revisit this after we get back from Greece to try to do the audio along with the video. But right now, it's just it's difficult. As soon as I get this going on mobile, we'll be good um welcome in spanky welcome in cb jeremy and my buddy al with the uh big daddy al podcast you guys know al al's the co-host for my show that always has a well he always has a welcome into the show with it from the very beginning al has that welcome to call in anytime he wants he has that we don't make al wait um anyway uh so reverend paul to kick it back to you for a second i would like to give you my religious beliefs that i want to I want you to tell me if, if I'm if I'm a naughty boy and if I'm going down a dark road. Okay, that's good. I've heard you briefly talk about them in lives before, but nothing real specific. So, yeah. All right. So here we go, Reverend Paul. You guys are going to get the beans spilled on my religious views. So I think back in the day, humans interpreted things a lot differently, and they couldn't really identify what was going on with what they were seeing, right? Um, I... And I know a lot of people are going to get mad. Carson's going to get mad. Al's going to get mad. Certain people are going to get mad at me, right? Guys, I believe in alien Jesus. I think the gods that came to this planet, specifically Jesus, specifically the God we saw, the angels that came down from heaven, I believe all these people were extraterrestrial beings. That's what I believe. And I believe we were so mesmerized by these individuals that we put this into a religious standpoint and we worship the ground that they that they that they walked on because or didn't walk on because they didn't have to walk on the ground. They could walk on water. They could fly through the air simply because they had technology that was way beyond our comprehension at the time. So much so we couldn't put it in today's words and match it with our current vocabulary. That's why when we see things like fiery chariots in the sky, or we see things like ascended from the heavens, right? Nowadays, we would call that an airplane or a rocket or a weather balloon falling back to earth from the atmosphere. We didn't have the same terminology. So I'm, I'm kind of along the lines, not, and, and let me clarify this. I'm not saying that this isn't the God we know and cherish and worship. That's not what I'm saying. I simply believe it's totally on a different level. And I, I do believe in alien Jesus, Reverend Paul comments, thoughts. Am I burning in hell for this? Uh, well, um, Okay, so I have questions before I have answers. So that's, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I have questions before I have answers. So when you say alien Jesus, are you just saying, like, he was their leader? or? 
No, 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 no. Was I mean, he in like a human form, or were you talking about like this is before Bible days? I'm just curious. Oh no, I'm I'm still I'm I'm still assuming Jesus is Jesus, like we learned about him in the Bible that he is our Savior, things like that. But I'm simply thinking that, you know, maybe they put Jesus up on a little bit of a pedestal. I believe Jesus was an extraterrestrial that came to this planet and he did perform miracles. That all oh, shit. I would not typically allow a call in Reverend Paul, but I'm I am gonna allow this one because it's few up. Oh, never mind, they already hung up. Sorry, BP. I was gonna allow that one because you never do call in, and I was gonna make an exception. Um, but no, I I do believe that Jesus was our Savior. I do believe um, that He is the Son of God. I do believe He died for our sins. I I believe all that. But I simply think that the gods we believe in were extraterrestrial in nature, and not from the heavens above i think heavens above was a loose term because at the time that's we didn't know about space we didn't know about other galaxies we didn't know okay now you said gods it's plural so what are you referring to there what okay so i believe gods are anything that human beings worship like when we talk about the god almighty i think like the one creator the one person that made everything happen and that is specific okay. to our world. There are many galaxies out there. There are many other planets. There's there's a lot going on out there in the universe, right? And every planet has their own god, their own person they worship. Just like every tribe back in the day had an object that they worshipped or a sun god or a moon god or, you know, different gods that they worshipped or if they went based on the astrological signs. They had their own particular group of worshipping procedures, Right. So for us, it's it's a little bit different. You know, uh, I, I grew up Catholic, so I was taught our body is the temple of God. You worship your body like you would worship God. Keep holy the Sabbath. Be, get your ass in church every Sunday, you know, devote time for God. And then obviously the things that follow with that were the Ten Commandments, et cetera, et cetera. Different tribes, different groups of people around the world, based on the information they got, they have different things they worship. They have different gods. I mean, you can go back and you can look at um, ancient Egypt and the gods that they worship. And, and how they worshipped was way, way different than the things that we see today with, like, I guess you could say mainstream religion. I think I just made. Okay. okay he's still with us. No, 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 I'm just, I mean, I've got to listen <laughs> first. I mean, you're, to me, you're introducing for the first time to me a whole new religion. You see what I'm saying here? Because um, a religion, if you if you get my book, I, I have a whole index of terms in the back. So, a religion is based on doctrine, okay? And doctrine is based off of a belief system. And that belief system uh, creates all your ideologies, your uh, religious ceremonies, all of these things. Are you tracking with me? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm getting you. And uh, real quick, Scooter, I am gonna let you call in. I'm just, I just wait till we get into the second half of the show to allow Collins. So guys, just bear with us while I corrupt Reverend Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what? Another good quote because I just ran into something like this recently. So, I mean, not exactly like this, but uh, a completely foreign belief system where someone was uh, had had gotten this information somewhere else and believed it, you know? So let me ask you this question. Where did that come from? So, okay. So part of this is going to sound very infantile. 
And the other part okay, of this sure. is going to make the other part of this is going to make sense. So years and years ago, uh, I started questioning a lot of things like that just didn't make sense in the Bible. Like who who married Adam and Eve, right? Who who was the one like th- this Noah's Ark thing? There's there's some holes in that. You know, all these creatures traveling around the world, continent to continent, getting together on one ship. This just doesn't make a lot of sense. Climates and and they'd be eating each other. Every, everything like that and. You know, and, and it's taught to us that God has no power over free will, and I'm assuming that goes with animals too, right? Animals were put on this planet to serve man, but yet animals kill man, right? So th- I started finding a lot of holes with things, and I was like, okay, there has to be more to the story than what we know. And the only thing that kind of makes sense in the long run with this is there's extra technology that was playing a factor in this that we didn't know about. And then, bam, ancient aliens hit, and it confirmed all my theories. That's the infantile part. Okay. And there goes half our audience. (laughs) (laughs) No, we've gained some a few people. Um, because they're sharing it. Um, so uh, yeah, share the show, everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, so okay, so it started but with a couple of things. You said Adam and Eve, uh, the continent, the animals, and then them coming in orderly on the ark, and then you said ancient aliens. What did that show you? Okay, so what ancient aliens did for me was it kind of it kind of put things. Well, yeah, it put things in the idea of like when you look at these biblical stories, they don't make a lot of sense. But if you add a technological aspect to it, it does make sense. Like, so Noah in the ark, it would be very hard to get all these animals from all these different continents. They'd be eating each other. They'd be killing each other. They'd be doing all this stuff. Right. But if you look at it from a technological standpoint of. Noah had a ship, and Noah was collecting DNA from every animal animal on the planet, and he was yeah, he storing had the DNA. He had the Millennium Falcon, right? That's yeah, may, maybe maybe he did. And Shannon, right. I do okay. see your call-ins. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just waiting to the second half of the show to allow people to call in. I am going to allow call-ins, guys. I'm just holding off while, like I said, I corrupt Reverend Paul. <laughs> but no so i mean it just it 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 makes more it to me it makes more sense the idea of noah was maybe he was grabbing up some docile animals like you know insects he could keep in a cage things like that that he could put on a boat i mean and, okay, and not so feed you... but then oh go ahead no no, no go no sorry my, that's actually my bad keep going okay so um it, it makes animals. more sense to me that it makes more sense to me that he was rounding up DNA of these animals because how, how hard would it be for Noah to get all these animals across the planet? But if Noah had some great technology that allowed him to travel, like, I don't know, a plane and he could travel around continent to continent, you know, collecting droppings from animals and saving their DNA to artificially create these animals later and so put them back this. in their environments. Because, I mean, Reverend Paul, you like a big thing about this is, and nobody talks about this in a biblical standpoint, not only did these animals have to get to the ark, but once the ark landed on Mount, um, was it Mount Olympus? What mountain was it? I can't remember. Where the was ark landed. I can't I'm remember. I'm not sure if it was Mount Horeb Not Mount not, Olympus. It wasn't Mount Olympus. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so these animals also had to get themselves home too. And you're talking about animals crossing continents. Now, at the time, the whole world was flooded. It was the end of the world. Everything was wiped out along with these animals' food sources, along with the predators or prey they may hunt. 
it makes a lot more sense that, okay, no one knew the world was coming to an end. He got a divine knowledge that this was coming, right? And right. he went, he collected DNA. He had a way to store this DNA. He had a, a way to artificially create these animals again. And then he had a way to drop them off back in their native areas. And he had a way to monitor these animals. Because you got to think like a lion needs to hunt and eat. They, I, I think a tiger eats like, I think it's like 40 pounds of meat a day. It's like, it's up there. It's ridiculous, right? So you would have to think like two creatures that are prey for the, you know, for that tiger, it's going to take a while for these populations of prey to really, you know, be enough to feed this creature. You're talking months of gestation periods and breeding and, you know, there's, there's a lot to play in here. I mean, it, that's like, was one of the big questions I had. Now you think about, you know, the idea of DNA and artificial insemination or being able to genetically create these creatures you're talking you could take one drop of dna from a, a male gazelle and a female gazelle and if you had a way to artificially create these creatures you could make thousands and then you could just make two tigers and they're going to get fed they're going to breathe they're going to do their thing but they need to have that food source and that's where the noah's ark story fell short you just obliterated the entire planet how long would it take for people how long would it take for these creatures to be self-sustainable again how long would that take? So do you do you see why I'm like, okay, extraterrestrial, you know, intervention with this extreme technology we didn't know about, you know, back in the day? Because there's no Bible story that talks about these animals' food sources, their breeding habits, how they made this happen. We're told this story, they put a bow on it, and we're expected to believe it. Right, right. So, okay, um, I have a few things to propose to you, okay? Um from the Bible, of course. So now because I have had a supernatural experience with God um, and the things I've done and said and just, I mean, just everything that's happened in my life with God, I know him to be Jesus, the creator of the, the heavens and the earth. And you know, I, I see from living as a Christian for over 20-something years now, that everything I've seen in the Bible, um, even though I may not understand some parts, I'll eventually read it in another part and something will click. I'll be like, oh, that's how that happened, you know? And so I'm going to propose something to you here that may sound a little crazy, but at, the more I speak, the more um, logical it under, it'll be to understand. <laughs> There's some movie that uh, says that phrase right there, and I love it. Um Something with Tom Cruise. I forgot the name of it. Um, but anyways, so in Numbers chapter two in the uh, twenty-two in the Old Testament, verse uh, twenty-eight, um, Balaam had a donkey, and this donkey was carting him around. Okay, and at some point he was not supposed to be going for. Uh, thanks, Gene. Uh, need the prayer. Um, he, he wasn't supposed to be going toward uh, the place he was going. God told him not to. And the donkey stopped, okay, in mid-trek. Mid and Balaam started beating the donkey, right? Have you heard this story? I've heard the uh, kind of white, trashy, redneck version of the story. Okay. Because there, there's, so, there's a similar one to that. Right, and so... Um, Whenever uh, the donkey, right, saw the, saw, it was an angel that was standing in the path, right? 
at, at, so the donkey didn't want to go anywhere. But at one point, then the Lord says, open the donkey's mouth. Verse, uh, Numbers 22, verse, verses 28, says the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. And she said to Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? So this is where the movie Shrek and Donkey came from, right? This is not a tale, a children's tale. This is reality. So okay, so we're gonna get we're gonna get a little bit infantile <laughs> on your side now, Reverend Paul. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Good, so that's I like it. I could... That's why I'm proposing this to you, right? Okay, let's. I'm using, yeah, I'm down. But I'm using the Bible, right? And so, in this scenario, right, this donkey is possessed. Okay, because uh, the donkey doesn't reason like us and doesn't think like us. So when the Bible says he, you know, opened the mouth of the donkey. It's God speaking to him, right? And there's an angel right in his way about to kill him. Um, but the donkey itself had enough common sense not to go that way because angels in the Bible are described as terrifying. And, uh, they, and they had a sword in its hand. But anyway, so I'm proposing this to you. I've never thought about this before. But um, what if the Lord possessed those animals two at a time to guide them in? According to the Bible, it's already there. There's proof that that's uh, ha not only, you know, happened, but possible in both, you know. So uh, if you think about it from that point or that perspective, which I've never even heard anybody say before, I've always heard someone say, well, you know, they were guided in by the Lord and, you know, God can do anything. You know, he could have had angels guiding them in. It doesn't say that they were, you know, exactly the whole process. You see what I'm saying? So there's two different ways that could have happened but i understand from your perspective you know you think you know it had to have been tech it had to have been something and you're right i mean i, I agree with you that it had to have been something way beyond what we had and that that's where god comes in because he does the impossible right you know and it's it's called a miracle when god does anything because it's supernatural it, we're natural and he's supernatural. So whenever he heals someone or raises someone from the dead or guides donkeys or, you know, whatever into the ark, that's like, whoa, it's supernatural. And then we want to just say that's not possible in our minds. So it's fake or there must have been something else going on. So how do you feel about those answers? Well, I think that it, it contradicts the idea that God gives us free will. Okay, well, um, us, he gives free wills. Animals, I don't know if it says anything in there about animals. I would have to go back and reread that. Right, but if you go back in there, it says, you know, animals were created uh, on this planet, and then uh, God created man to rule over the animals, right? But yet, we are only at the top of our food chain. Uh, we are only at the top of the food chain based on our technological advancements. If, if I jump into a cage with a bunch of lions, guess what? It's going to be Jester for dinner. Well, okay, you know? so that's actually, that's a good, because uh, my mind's like a Google search whenever you say words, because I've read the Bible so many times. So now Daniel's in the, Daniel in the lion's den. So God controlled that lion. I think it says sent an angel there to shut the mouth of the lion, right? And so um, God is definitely a lion tamer. So there's a, uh, there's a few different ways this could have happened. Oh, hey, that's why I just proposed to you possession, because, hey, I, I remembered that one story. But, you know, I, he may have sent angels, you know. So, but anyway, so, that, 
Interesting. That so that sounds like almost a little bit like witchcraft esque, right? With the possession thing, things like that. Like, and, and I'm not trying to split hairs, but I thought possession was the devil's job. Uh, no. Um, you know, possession is giving yourself over to something supernatural. So, like, as Christians, we constantly house and have welcomed in the spirit of God. So, and, you know, we always say, oh, Lord, use me, you know, and then he will, you know, give us a thought or he'll, you know, um, use us in a certain way. So, you know, now full possession from the Lord, he's, he does respect our free will, but I've had times, bro, where I'm ministering to people and I literally feel like I'm outside of my body watching what's going on. I felt that a few times where I literally felt possessed and was okay with it. Um, but you know, Hey, that's just, that's just me. <laughs> I, I don't want to make a joke out of that, but I really, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay uh, with it. No, I'll, I'll gonna... go, I'll go straight to hell. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about how, I'm not going to talk about how God came inside you and, and all these things, but well, there you I go. just, so... I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go. Hey, there, but... I, I get, I get the humor, you know, I'm human. So I get the humor. And that's, and that's so... Reverend Paul. And that's why I love you so much because I could, I could joke around with you. I could have a good time because and honestly, dude, you're turning more. I, I got to be honest with you, and I'm not joking at all. You've been turning me more back on to religion the more I talk to you because I'm able to pick your brain. I'm able to ask questions. I'm not able to ask other people. And you make me feel very, very comfortable with the questions that I ask. And because and, these are things I can't I can't go to the Greek Orthodox Church and be like, hey, what about this? What's going on? They're going to look at me like I'm fucking nuts. But I could ask sure. Reverend Paul, and it and it's all good. So Reverend Paul, we're gonna add, we're gonna run a quick ad, real quick, guys. And we'll be right back in about thirty seconds. Hey, preppers, are you looking for good coffee? Go to www.beardedbeancoffeecompany.com. With over forty-two different varieties of coffee, you'll find what you like. Why not use code Doom fifteen at checkout for fifteen percent off your coffee order? Again, that's Doom fifteen. D-O-O-M-15 for 15% off your order at beardedbeancoffeecompany.com. Grab life by the beans. All right, so we're back. So, Reverend Paul, what do you think about that? Shit, sorry, guys. Uh, Do you think that you have that unique ability to be turning people back on to religion that maybe were, were turned off before? Um, oh, well, well, sure, man. But it's, you know, it's definitely not, I mean, I can't, I honestly couldn't tell you how many people I've led to the Lord. Um, I just, I don't know. And when I say that, I mean, like, they get to the point where they're like, God, I want you in my life. I want to be born again. And they they feel it, have that encounter right then that doesn't change the next day. You know, so it's not about like, oh, I went to church because this guy was was pretty cool. You know, like, church, bro, is, is pretty much, kind of, most of them is religion. Whenever people say church, they actually mean religion. And it's rules, and it's jumping through hoops, and it's it's not a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, people say it's reli- it's not religion, it's relationship. And that's what I found to be true. Even though I have a master's degree in theology from an Assemblies of God college, which is just, you know, non-dominational, casting out demons, handling snakes type situation. And I see a couple, I'm joking about the handling of snakes, but... <laughs> I see some uh, theology things that are wrong with theirs, you know, and so they're a little dogmatic on something. And I have a, a, theolo- a 
and a bachelor's degree from a Baptist college. And they don't believe in the Holy Spirit basically at all, you know, except that he just convicts people of their sins. So anyways, there's just a lot of doctrinal issues within religion and religion divides people. So, yeah. And then I got fired from the Methodist church, which I think we've talked about at one point. So <laughs> I hate religion, bro. But I'll tell you so, this, uh, though. Go ahead. Oh, so real quick, I was going to say, uh, real quick, Joe, uh, we are going to allow Collins, bud. We've got 28 more minutes for Collins, and we're going to start allowing Collins. I try to keep the first hour of the show Colin-free. You guys all know that. Uh, but anyway, so it, it's really funny because, uh, Reverend Paul, I'm, I'm in the Bible Belt. You do be, you do know that uh, they don't believe in tipping either, people with the Baptist church. They don't believe in tipping their servers. We, we see that well, all the time. I, I grew up Baptist, and now you're experiencing it because you, you know, have a restaurant thing going on so um crappy people are crappy people <laughs> that's just it is what it is you know and if you're a christian and you're 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 you know you're well we're all terrible people but if you're a, a greedy person you know you're not you don't have a generous you know because most preppers they're generous they're I, I love the prepper community you know they're 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 basically you know generous people they're trying to give out information and help people you know and um but you know yeah if people aren't tipping uh there, there's that rule out there you know like do we always tip 10 or is it five or if you give bad service do you tip at all you know just there's all these rules out there but i know what you're saying man some people won't leave a tip and then they'll leave a bible track it makes you just want to throw up if you're not a christian you know it makes you want to hate jesus so okay uh real quick i, I gotta say this uh i went to go get a haircut tonight and i i mean i always tip right and it was it was me and my three boys that got our haircuts and uh one was just like a a, a brief trim job and it, i got a full-on haircut so did my other boy my wife tipped the guy thirty dollars and I was like, are you sure that's what you want to tip? She's like, yeah. And I like I cringed at that because I'm like, we we ended up paying for me and my two boys to get haircuts that we ended up paying 80 fucking dollars, man, $85 for haircuts. Right. And I mean, we don't get haircuts often. Right. You guys see my hair grow out all the time on TikTok and everybody comments on it. <laughs> but uh no i was just like oh holy shit but then i look at i look at the and, and uh joe did correct me in the chats it's the southern baptist these guys do not tip they cringe right over over tipping and these guys will go in 10 deep after church and they will rack up a 120 food bill 150 food bill one server running the whole 10 top and they will not leave shit well, uh, it, it's unfortunate, like I said, you know, people, some people suck. And, you know, that's why we need Jesus, because we suck as people. We suck at life, and we need Jesus. And so, you know, whenever they go through a hardship and then have to get a job as a waiter, then they'll understand, oh, man, I screwed up and I screwed those people. You know what I'm saying? Out of their money and their heart, you know, because they everybody has a family. So um you have to be right woke. And, you have to get sometimes you got to go through it and god will let you go through it if you're gonna act yeah. crazy towards someone he'll let you uh be in a situation where you you uh get a chance to repent from that now and and i want you guys to not uh i want you guys to understand two things number one uh tipping is an american custom it's not it's not really the reality of of everywhere around the world uh jelly if jelly's still in here jelly's a server at a restaurant she's in australia and she gets paid pretty damn well she makes more of an hour hourly rate than i made here with a fucking diploma all right um 
here, the state that we're in, our minimum wage for servers is about two fifty an hour, right? So these these servers they live off their tips, and I'm not I'm, and I'm not trying to make you guys sympathetic and say, hey, everybody tip your bartenders, everybody tip your waitresses, but you do got to think about this. You do got to think about the idea that th- this is all that these this this is their income, right? And if and I understand if you get somebody that sucks, tip them not worth a shit. Like I I get it. If somebody really sucks, don't give them anything. But the idea is if somebody's providing good, exceptional service and they're going the extra mile to make sure you're happy and you're enjoying your meal. Um, many cultures around the world, guys, meals are a celebration. And I'm not they trying are, to go yeah. off on too much of a tangent with this, but, you know, breaking in and not to use biblical terms that Reverend Paul, that's your job. But breaking bread with your fellow man, it's a celebration. Right. So the idea that you should be thankful and, and give back a little bit, you absolutely should. So, guys, next time you go out, if you are in the Bible Belt, if you are a Southern Baptist and you're like, hey, I don't tip. I've never tipped. I'm never going to. Just remember that waitress is paying rent. She's probably struggling. She could be a single mother and she's making two fifty an hour. A lot of us wouldn't go take a shit for two fifty an hour. Right. But these these girls are showing up. These servers are showing up. They're doing their jobs. They're kicking ass. And, and we have really good servers, though. Like, we have servers that are really freaking good. So whenever they don't get anything out of it, I feel bad. Even if I go in and I bring somebody in, and uh, thank God my wife's not in here right now. But uh, the other day I brought in a realtor. And I was like, dude, food's on me. Obviously, it's the restaurant. I don't pay for shit. <laughs> like, but, dude, your meal's on me, dude. I got you. Um, I still tip. And it's it's it, it could be considered hush money. It, it could be. So uh, they don't tell my wife I'm giving away free food. You know, so there is that, <laughs> but it's just, it's just that mentality that I think that we've and and this is why to go all the way back to the beginning with what I was saying with this, you know, extraterrestrial alien Jesus from the very beginning of this was whenever you have somebody watching over you and you have somebody, you know, really grinding in and that God is present and, and miracles are present and things are happening all around you. It really makes you act right. Just like when when you see the red and red or blue lights flash behind you, whether it's a, a, a paramedic or a cop, you're pulling over, you're, you're pulling over to the side of the road, you start driving perfect when you know a cop's following you. Kids act like shit all year long, but they start acting awesome the moment they know it's December and Santa's coming at the end of the month and they know they don't want coal in their stocking. Right. So now the, the point where we're at in the moment is we haven't seen I mean, some people probably have. But we haven't seen this large global scale divine divine intervention lately, right? So I think a lot of people are just becoming shitty because the belief system that this was all based off of the Bible. I mean, these are these are stories that are two thousand years old at this point, and we haven't seen anything lately unless it's on an individual scale, right? Like, do you think Reverend Paul? Do you think if Jesus came back tomorrow, do you think he would be labeled a Looney Tune, put in a straitjacket, and locked up, or do you think the media would be covering this saying? jesus is back uh no it would be it would be skepticism he would be called a heretic and the same spirit that controls this world which the bible says satan is a god of this world so that's why you see all the corruption all the way up to the very tippy top um and that's where the antichrist and everybody's it's all coming from you know so watch the political system you'll see it the bible come to pass but uh, they murdered Jesus whenever he came, you know, and he came willingly to lay down his life. But same thing would happen now. It's even worse. If Jesus was to come talking about the things he was talking about back then, 
he would be canceled and just you know spit on and and killed even faster um back then he had a little bit of a chance <laughs> and they still got him like really quick um his ministry was only three years long um and so but uh but god want to go back to what you're saying because this is very interesting stuff so you you were talking about adam and eve right um oh another thing do you believe in pangea so Hold on, I just knocked the shit out of my microphone there, Reverend Paul. You got me all excited. My hands, I'm half Italian. My hands started going <laughs> wild there for a second. Um, so, yeah, I do. Or... Okay. No, no, no. I do believe in the idea of Pangea. I do believe that at one time this world could have been one massive land. I absolutely do believe it. And I've seen the models where all these pieces fit back together very, very nicely, very, very well. And there is a belief, there is a theory out there where the uh, meteorite that came in and it killed the dinosaurs. Um, was the thing that separated this one great continental mass right um i i do subscribe to the idea that pangea could be a thing now specifically and and something that has kind of solidified the beliefs for me recently on this um so i had uh some guys from the army corps of engineers out on my property they were investigating a dam i built cocksuckers uh but anyway so they came out and they were investigating this dam and I started talking to this gentleman about it, and he was like, yeah, man, he's like, uh, you know, your dam's cool, you're allowed to have that, but we would really prefer if you'd put in a well. And we got into the conversation of well, and he said, did you know that there is a large, large salt pocket of water underneath the soil in North Carolina? He says, every once in a while when we do wells, we'll actually tap into salt water. And it's water from the long, long ago when, when the world was shaped different in different masses, but it's currently under the ground of North Carolina. There's a large saltwater pocket. And this is factual. This is, this, it exists. It's there. So when we talk about the world changing, shifting, things like that, absolutely, Pangea could have been a thing. Why not? Okay. The reason I was asking is because I was wanting to say it the whole time you were talking about, oh, the animals had to come from all over. I did. I think you did say continent or continents, but I wasn't paying attention, but regardless of that um way to be a good co-host reverend yeah, paul if, if it was i was trying to let you get it you know get it uh completely out but if you you know if you do believe in pangea that could have made it even easier you know because the, the world had only been around just a little bit before the flood you know hadn't been that long um so it could have been pangea could have been the angels escorting the animals could have been, you know, possession. I, I'm not even going to say that's biblical. I'm just throwing that out there, right? You know, just hypothetical, right? Um, but now going on this last thing, um, you know, I'm going to tell you all this real quick. I was driving one night. I just went and, like, talked to my girlfriend at the time. I was, like, 18. I was going to work at a night job. And, um... She was a Christian, and, you know, I wasn't even that tired, but I was like, you know, I gotta go to work and work all night and go to Bible college in the morning, and um, I was like, so, yeah, I'll talk to you later. She goes, okay, well, you know, I'll be praying for you. I was like, all right, you know, and I'm driving on the way to work, and I maybe got 15 minutes away, This because it was like a 30-minute trip, and I'm, I'm like gangster rolling, you know? My butt's like all the way at the end of the seat and on top, you know, that, that uh, noon sitting there staring with one hand. And I get grabbed and thrusted back to the very back of my seat. And my heart is pounding, bro. 
I'm just like, oh, what just happened? You know, it wasn't a record or anything. I was grabbed. Like, there was literally an angel that grabbed me and threw me to the back of my seat. I don't know if I was fixing to go to sleep or whatever. I got, like, super... I wasn't scared, but I was, like, excited. And I was like, uh... And I made it to work. I called back then. I had a payphone. I called my girlfriend and said, hey, did you, what did you pray when you prayed for me? She goes, oh, I just prayed that God's angels would watch over you and keep you safe and keep you awake. I just, my jaw just hit the floor and I just hung up on her, actually. I was like, are you kidding? Damn. So you're driving around. All right. So I'm trying to paint a picture here for the listeners. Reverend Paul's 18-year-old Reverend Paul. He's out doing mischievous (laughs) shit. He's all fucked up on Ambien. He's driving around town looking for, I I guess, a prostitute, possibly. And shrooms. Um, Yeah, shrooms, too. And shrooms. Yeah, Yeah, shrooms as well. Reverend Paul, I freaking love you, man. You're you're so awesome. Anyway, yeah. so Reverend Paul's <laughs> Reverend Paul's driving around. He's having a good time. He's he's 18 years old. Look, look, and and I'm gonna tell you guys something. Um, whenever my first son was born, whenever Junior was born, I was I was so excited. I I didn't stick around at the hospital. I I I I told my uh, we were just dating. We we weren't engaged or anything like that. Uh, I I told my girlfriend at the time. I was like, look, I I'm I can't stay here. I'm I'm so fired up and excited. My firstborn son is here. I got to go out and I got to celebrate. Like, I, I got to go. Um, I had this back road that left my house. And this is a disgusting story. But so I had this back road that left my house. It was about a mile long to get to a back road from my road. I grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, I'm like, as I'm going down this road, I'm calling and texting. And it took me maybe 15 to 20 minutes to go this mile. Because I'm periodically stopping along this dirt road to like let everybody know, hey, dude, my son was born. Here's a picture. I'm calling my friends, calling family. And next thing I know, two bottles of Grape Mad Dog 2020 later, I've won a mile and I'm fucking wasted. So, Reverend Paul, when you say 18 year old Reverend Paul, I could, you know, 18 year old Jester understands. <laughs> well, and I was I was born again at the time and I was on like I was on my way to work. And then, you know, like I said, Bible college in the morning. But um, yeah, I mean, I was just a young kid and I'm just sitting there like um, tripping out. So I know that an angel grabbed me and was forceful, whatever they have power and they're in the Bible doing extraordinary things, you know. So, I mean, for me. You know, even with my experience uh, and what the Bible says, you know, I, I I don't think it's a problem or nothing's too hard for God. So I get in the animals to the ark. No big deal. But something really interesting you were talking about with uh, Adam and Eve, you said who married them. Right. So I believe in God's eyes. Right. He did because he performed the ceremony. Um, do you know what the ceremony was? Well, no. So the reason why I I do not know what the ceremony was, Reverend Paul, and I would love for you to enlighten me on that. But so, you know, growing up Catholic, I was taught if you're not married within the eyes of if you're not married in in God's house within inside the church, you're not married. Like, that's kind of just how it rolls. So my first thought was, okay, who married Adam and Eve? And then the the other second thought to that is uh, we're also taught that inbreeding is a sin. So how did Adam and Eve reproduce? Right. And so I'll get to those questions in order. But the ceremony, right, was 
of course, him making Adam, right? And he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And so he's the ceremony of him putting them together, right? Was to cut out the rib from Adam and then make Eve. And that's how he joined them together. So he literally made them and formed them out of one back into one, if that makes sense. Now, did he so basically what, what, what you're saying is he took the flesh, he took the bone, the DNA, and he created another human. That sounds extraterrestrial to me, Reverend Paul. Sure. And, and from our understanding what an alien is, everything's an alien if it's not a human. So I agree with your logic of extraterrestrial, alien, foreign. All these things are the same thing. It's supernatural. Yeah, it's beyond us. It's beyond us. You know, and so, yeah, if you um, actually in the King James Version, at one point, there is one word translated as um, extraterrestrial or terrestrial bodies, you know, because it gives the the fact that these are not humans, you know, and God is a spirit. God is not human. Well, when when we define the term alien, we got to we got to remember that the term alien is basically anything that's out of the ordinary, not like to our world. So we use the term like illegal aliens that come across the border. We use the term alien, something that comes from outer space. So I don't like to use the word alien. I like to use extraterrestrial because I don't feel like it's alien to us. I feel like it's something out of this world, which would, but you know, by definition, God would be extraterrestrial because he's not from this planet. He created the planet. They descended from the heavens. By definition, God would be extraterrestrial. Right. Correct. And so, um, but not from like the mainstream media extra, like ET, you know, not that, um, you know, because Jesus is the creator of the universe, Elohim, God, um, King of Kings. And so, you know, he, he created everything. Um, so anyway, so those were the kind of like a couple of things you talked about. He said that, you know, him being a DNA sampler, even like them, repopulating the earth or whatever like um i don't know i don't think the bible is specific about like how much food was brought or if god supernaturally you know how he took care of them i you know i'm not a i'm not an old testament like historical es- expert mine's more and it's with a theology degree so it's like interpreting and applying the bible and things of that nature understanding the bible but um Right, no, go ahead. No, I'm just going to ask if, like, you know, those were the three main things you were talking about. So there's more. Um, There's the idea of Jesus turning water into wine, right? That's a big story that we hear. And, you know, for me, that's like I I could do that if I have a still and some grapes. So it doesn't define how that happened. So did Jesus have extra technology that he was like, I can do this. I could turn these grapes. I I know how to ferment. I'm going to bless you guys with some new knowledge that you guys don't have. Right. Was that the story? Did he really just teach people how to do fermentation? Right. Um, And then never heard that before. That's interesting. Okay. Right. And then, and then you talk about the idea of like Jesus walked on water at the time of this, we, we did have boats. We did have water vessels. Okay. But when we talk about walk on water, how do we know that Jesus just didn't have a craft that was going above the water, that allowed him to be above the water? We see technology today where that's very, very possible, right? 
sure. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, again, we get into these stories and, you know, the terminology just wasn't there. We didn't have the word, you know, hovercraft at the time. We didn't have, you know. The, right. The, the... And so you brought up something earlier that I just had a conversation with somebody like 30 minutes before we got on here. And it was in the book of Revelation about like John described there being a war, you know, and there being like locusts that had like men's faces and you know fire and brimstone all this other stuff right and you know if you look at like helicopters right those look like flying locusts or whatnot but you know those like i think you even said earlier have like uh, men's faces painted on or the other thing i thought of the other day that i've never even heard before was like you know they're behind glass so you can see a man inside the locust for real it doesn't have to be like painted on the front like as like a illustration or something you see what i'm saying so like what he was trying to describe he didn't have the word for it he had never seen it you know he's just trying to in his own best way just describe a man flying a helicopter <laughs> i mean like who knows how close the man was how close the helicopter was you see what i'm saying so but you know um now we can see that as hey that's a, that's a helicopter you know a man flying it so just interesting stuff right and this was this was ter- this was a uh, terminology that we didn't have back in the day so that's when i i say that you know okay so when i say that you know like again i'm not denouncing religion and i'm not trying to flip people's beliefs on things but the idea that so many things could be easily explained within the Bible just based on the vocabulary we have today. It, it really changes the game here. And when we talk about like we have this new technology now that we never seen before and we talk about the idea that, you know, there was the dark ages, there was this lost technology, you know, how do the how do the Egyptians do what they did when you start digging deeper into things like Baghdad batteries and you know, these ancient technologies. Oh, the, that yeah, just the, the pyramids. Yeah, the yeah. pyramids, the way they were lined up, they could, you know, communicate all the way across the world and stuff like that. I've seen some of the ancient alien stuff and modern, you know, uh, marvels and stuff like that. You know, it's very interesting. It doesn't mean that any of it's true, but it's very interesting and it could all be true. You know, but as far as like, you know, aliens doing it or whatnot, um, you know, I. I know that according to the Bible, see, the Bible isn't a, a tell-all thing. It's a spotlight of God's people that he um, had the spotlight on from the beginning of time until the end of time. So you have to seek other historians during certain time periods when the Bible was written to get information about other people groups because they existed, you know. Um, the Bible is not a explanation of everything. So yeah, there could have been crazy stuff going on in the pyramids and stuff like that, but you know, um, but I could do this all day with you and maybe one day we should just sit down and you know, talk about it. But, um, I know Peter came out on the water with Jesus and fell through the water, you know? And so, you know, his testimony would have been like, Hey, this is a scam. Let's get out of here. You know, Jesus is standing on a boat. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just every see the devil's really good at his job he's called the deceiver and the liar so and the father of all lies so i believe the word of god is is absolute truth that means like it's the only thing in this whole entire world that is true you know like this is all basically 
if you want to look at it, this is the matrix and we need to be unplugged and the word of God is the only thing that's true, you know? Um, not that all of that movie is biblical or any of that stuff is completely thoroughly accurate in explaining anything. I'm just using that as a pinpoint, but, um, you know, there's a different perspective on everything. And, um, I've so far, I've found that the Bible is true. And that's why I went all the way to get a master's degree. So I'm like, I want, I want to dig in. I want to find out, you know, if there's something wrong here, I'm done. You see what I'm saying? No, and, and I get what you're saying, and and dude, Reverend Paul, you don't understand how much I appreciate the idea, well, just the, just the fact that you allow me to ask these questions and that you're willing to come onto the platform and that you let me pick your brain on these things because I feel like anybody else would not let me do this, right? That this would just be considered blasphemy and I'm a naysayer and I'm going to hell, and I want everybody in the chats to know and I'm going to probably keep reaffirming this. I'm not trying to flip anybody's belief system. I'm not trying to denounce anything. This is this is my mindset. This is my belief. I believe that there is a higher power. I do believe that there is a God. I do believe there is an almighty creator. I absolutely 100% believe this. I just feel that it's that that the Bible in, in the time it was written with the terminology we had, we could not describe this for what it really truly is, right? So I think when, when certain things are referenced in the Bible, there's way more to the story, but it was just so mind-blowing to human beings that we can't, that they just couldn't decipher it. And we're reading these ancient texts like there were these big divine miracles but if me and Reverend Paul, me and Reverend Paul had a time machine and we went back in the day and we showed up with a Bic lighter and a cell phone, right? They would write about us. Reverend Paul had a Bic lighter. He was able to create fire within his hand. And I have a cell phone. He's able to connect with people through the heavens. And we would be divine individuals. We would be gods based on technologies we would possess. And I think that's where I, I think that's what a lot of this actually truly is, but I don't think humanity at the time could actually comprehend it. And that's why we have the Bible in the way it's written. And let's not forget the translations on this too. I mean, you talk yeah, about the dark. You, and you, yeah, that's whole, a big part of it. The thing is, like, you could go like round and round and round, you know? And this is what I always, this is where I draw the line in the sand. You know, and say, hey, look, if you have all those beliefs, stay over there. That's cool. But if you want to take the, you know, the red pill or, you know, go back home, everything's normal, take the blue pill, right? You can come over here and you can see what's really going on. And so, but that line, though, it's complicated because in order to cross that line, you know, you got to be ready to, to what the Bible says, repent. And say, okay, you know, I believe Jesus is God and I am a sinner. And, you know, all these things have to register because once you do say like a, it's a simple sinner's prayer, like, Lord, I do feel guilty. I do feel I'm a sinner. I believe you love me and I can feel that and whatnot and come into my heart, and make me born again. Right. It happens right then. There isn't, there's no, uh, it's in real time. And everybody I've prayed that with has meant it has gotten born again. Same testimony as me done. There's like, oh man, all my doubts are gone. Like that's real, you know? And so that's what I want to leave with you. You know, if you're ready to jump past and that's why they call it faith because you can't prove it. 
But actually, you can. Once you say that prayer, it, it becomes real. So right now, I don't have faith that God's real. I have proof. But that proof is only good for me. Does that make sense? No, and I, I get what you're saying. And I, I don't know where my religious standpoint actually is. Uh, my personal belief right now in the moment is I, I feel just being a good person and doing good amongst people around you is way more important than the voting actual time to God. I feel like the voting time to God's people is better. And that's half the reason I do what I do. But uh, we're going to run an ad real quick, guys. One more ad, and then we're going to start allowing Collins. Reverend Paul, are you good with that? Are you ready for some Collins right after this ad? Uh, yeah, I'm totally sure. All right, absolutely. Let's do it, man. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. All right, and we're back, and we've got some callers coming in here. We've got Joe with Be Free uh, Inside. You guys all know Joe. Preaching and Breaching's calling in. I saw Spanky was trying to call in. Spanky, get your one-legged ass in the platform if you're still in here. Scooter was also trying to call in. Um, we still got three open slots for anybody that wants to call in. Joe, you were here first. Joe, you got the mic, dude. Uh, so, uh, Rev, I respect you for everything you do. We're both theologians. I graduated from Washita Baptist uh, with a Christian studies degree back in 1997. That was my bachelor's. Then I went right, on cool. to get a uh, master's degree in, uh, a, in uh, museum uh, research and curator studies. Cool. And then I went on again to graduate school to get a uh, master's degree in history. So awesome. um, we, we both come from the same thing. I left the ministry back in the 90s, the late 90s. I left the ministry in 98. Um, my father was a minister. My grandfather was a minister. Both of them soldiers. Um, there's a lot of things that, like, I'm not going to um, say that were inaccurate that you said. But we're not historically accurate. Um, Adam and Eve, its origins are uh, from uh, the, the Sumerian texts and actually can go back even further before the Sumerian texts. Uh, uh, there, there are about 47 other texts that existed into the BC and even into the AD before Christ. Um, the Christian, the idea of Christianity was really created in general if you look at it from a historical standpoint was created as a way for the roman church not the roman church but the roman empire to maintain power as their their power dwindled as the roman empire dwindled so it gave them divine right over who could be king and queen because they had they had divine right over god they had they they did they they had the the power to dictate who could be king and queen because god divined it to them and they use Christianity as that tool to divine who could be king and queen, thus maintaining the power of the Roman Empire, which then became the Roman Church. That's just historical. That is that that's a historical fact. Um, there's a lot of there's more historical evidence nowadays to prove that Jesus was actually just a Buddhist monk than he was a, a religious radical. Yes, he was a religious radical. But he was a religious radical in the sense that he was trying to teach people that they didn't need a temple. They didn't need to be subservient to this Jewish 
edict that had been the thing for almost a thousand years since the Talmud, if you know what the Talmud was. Um, and the, the, the biggest thing that I, I, I had just a slight problem with was that there is no reference to Satan or a hell in either the New Testament or the Old Testament or the Torah or the Talmud or any text whatsoever relating to Christianity or pre-Christianity. The actual construct of hell and the devil and a devil that actually can influence your desires or tempt you minus being in the garden of eden which the the origin story of uh adam and eve is actually an old mesopotamian uh fable that goes back to adamu uh i think it was like uh somewhere around like 13 1300 bc um but that put aside there is no actual devil in any religious christianity text that was created by gregory the great which created the hellfire the punishment the if you don't do this you're going to go to hell that was gregory the great and i think that was like somewhere around like 386 bc I'm not bc but ad i i think you just made reverend paul are you still there are you with us after that <laughs> well, i mean yeah you know i'm, I'm listening to him tell, say what he wants to say before i respond no no okay no, like the the problem that I've always had with Christianity is that the Christianity always puts this punishment, and that is not anything that's in any Christian text whatsoever. Okay, so now are you considering like the first few books of Genesis like a Christian text or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, are you talking well, about the why... Old Testament? Are you talking about the Old Testament? Yes, yes. So Satan is from Hebraic just, text. Just, Satan, just the word yes Satan, no. the word Satan. A yes or no? Yes, yes, but the word Satan transforms okay. as the accused. Okay, uh, well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so um, you said yes, I'm just asking because you said there's no, no, nowhere did it say anything about punishment or sin or something like that. Is that what you said? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So why did God slaughter an animal to cover Adam and Eve? And why did God cast out judgment? Did God slaughter the animal or did Adam and Eve slaughter the animal? God. God didn't slaughter so, the animal. So Adam and Eve covered did... themselves. Adam and Eve covered themselves. Okay. Well, go back and read it again, brother. Um, it's okay. I did. We deal... <laughs> what does it say then? They covered themselves with what? They covered themselves with fig leaves. To hide their shame. What did God cover cover them with afterwards? God didn't cover them. They slaughtered the animals, and they covered themselves with skins. Okay. Well, I, I challenge you to go back and read it again. Um, so, but God also handed out judgments for their sins and gave out curses. So you don't do that to people as a participation like you know so these are like participation trophies right because they did something wrong or was he just being mean now are you are you are you are you deflecting to the the concept of original sin period just sin they they messed up they did something no 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 wrong, i, I so was it's... i was i was i was challenging the fact that you said that there is a a devil a satan you were talking about punishment and sin and we got to start there before we can start with anything else you know so 
No, we need we need to start at the the, the concept of the devil and the sin. Like, Listen, so let me, let me ask you this. Re- well, hold on, hold this. on, hold on. Real quick, guys, real quick. I just I want to keep this as friendly as a debate as possible. So let's not everybody get upset with one another. I want to keep this friendly. I want to keep this cordial, guys. We're all here to spread knowledge and not, you know, get at each other's throats. Just FYI. Gotcha. So uh, I apologize for being, uh, you know, any kind of. Anything I, hey, pleasant. I'm not saying so. anybody think. I'm not saying anybody did anything wrong. I just want to clarify so before we, we get to that point. <laughs> if we think sure. about, and, if, if we think about the word, if we think about the word Satan, the word Satan in Hebrew, in Hebrew, actually just translates to accuser. Hey, I'm sorry. What is? What's your name, Beffrey? No, Joe. Joe. Okay, sorry. So I didn't see that anywhere. Um. So, so Joe, uh, let, let me hold ask on you real quick. Rapture. Reverend Paul, you know him on TikTok is uh, you know him on TikTok is Joe. Be free inside. Stay safe. Don't die. Okay, I'm not too familiar with that. I I, I know you've seen his content. Probably, yeah, um, sure, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. So let me ask you a quick question, right? Um, why did you leave the ministry? Um, I did a mission in Africa, and they just didn't. Nothing about the ministry jived with me anymore. Okay. Well, it was the duality. It was a Jungian thing. It was the duality. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get on board with uh, selling Christ to people that uh, didn't even have running water. I couldn't get on board with a God that allowed uh, ultimate suffering all around the planet, but everybody else gets to live in a lap of luxury. It just it didn't so, jive with me. Okay, Ooh, so I like what do you, you believe now? I like you, you be free. Um, what What do you believe now for a religious belief? If anything, um, I am more on the intelligent design, and okay. uh, by a creator, just, of course, right? Uh, I wouldn't say a creator. Whether it was a conscious creator, or whether it was not a conscious creator, I think if there is a god, which I do believe there is a unifying force in the universe that binds all things together, uh, but I don't believe it has any conscious or even subconscious impact or direction over our lives. I mean, it, it's the same as the sense that I change subatomic structure simply by coughing. So we could be a sneeze of a higher dimensional being and not even know that. Okay, so like, what, what happens whenever you die? Is there like an afterlife? Or... I have no idea because I haven't died yet. So you don't have any doctrine or theological beliefs about your own belief, just that the Bible's wrong. Uh, I well, the Bible is not wrong. The Bible is a translation of a mistranslation of a mistranslation of a translation that is a conglomeration of multiple books that were written over about four thousand years, and then bastardized into that original translation. So the Bible itself, in sense, morally is right, but in essence of a spiritual sense, is wrong. Because again, okay. it's a conglomeration of books that were mistranslated and then retranslated and then retranslated and then retranslated. Cool. Well, hey, man, that, there's a lot there than that would take us eons to get through, but I, I t- totally respect your belief, man. It doesn't have to take us eons to get through. I mean, like, there is literally. Oh, it does. Yeah. The, there, no, there's literally, <laughs> the, the, there's literally the actual text that people can go and read. They can they can look them up. That's the beauty of the internet nowadays. You can go and read all of the originating books that created the Christian Bible 
that it is today. And they can read it from the original, the original Hebrew to the original Germaic to the, the you got to remember, pagans influenced the Christian Bible a lot, it, from the Latin to when it was finally uh, finally brought over to be everybody's Bible. I mean, Constantine, what did he write the Bible in? Latin. How many people could actually read at the time? And yeah, when it was finally oh, translated, oh shit, thing. um, when it was finally translated into Latin, how many times was it translated before that? Well, hold on. Joe brings up a very good point that I've never thought about with any of this. So, guys, yes. think about this for a second. So mm -hmm. much of the world was illiterate. How did this word get? I, Joe, I've never thought about that, man. Wow, that's a, a big eye opener. It wasn't until King Alfred, when King Alfred of England actually said, listen, you're going to write this Bible in English. And you're going to read it in English and you're going to conduct your ceremonies in English. Because nobody speaks Latin. Yes. Oh God, you're so that's what caused, on point. That's what caused. That's what caused the mass. The mass, actual, the, the true acceptance of Christianity was when it finally became a religion of the common people. Before that, the religion of the common people was paganism. Yes. <laughs> so the, the and that's the that reason Christianity. Them. That's the reason Christianity absorbed pagan beliefs. Yes. Catholicism and Christianity definitely stemmed from paganism. A lot of people just don't know that. And then, yes, the Bible was created, and then it was gone to uh, to change and change and change into some kind of sacred text that people follow. Well, if you look I, at I it, wait it doesn't it's my take... turn to talk. Listen, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, because this is going to be an uploaded show, so yeah. I would prefer if you guys didn't talk over each take other turns. so the yeah. listeners, yeah, definitely take turns. And guys, with that being said, I, I've had two very patient people have been, that have been waiting in the chats uh, to speak, and I, I do want to let them get their turn. We still have plenty of time left in the show, guys. We're not ending out anytime soon, but I do want to give these people an opportunity to speak up as well. Uh, so preaching and breaching, dude, you, you've been patient for a while now. You have the floor. Um, Shannon, I will circle back to you because I got a lot of things I want to pick your brain about, but don't go anywhere, Shannon. Preaching, what's up, dude? How you doing? Well, I'm trying out a new mic. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Yeah, we can hear you pretty good, actually. It's not too bad. Cool. I tried your idea with the, uh, the Xbox headset thing. <laughs> good, dude. Yeah, it sounds really, really good, man. It's not bad at all. all. Great. So I will say this. You and me talked about this a while back. I don't consider myself a Baptist. I don't consider myself a Catholic. And like that, I believe in God. I don't believe in religion. I don't think, you know, Catholics are completely right. I don't think Baptists are completely right. I think that's just too much. I just believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe that, you know, God was a father. I don't think I have to have a specific religion to do that. that now, I want to I confirm something real quick just so everybody knows that's, that's listening right now. So Preaching and Breaching was a former co-worker of mine. We know each other outside of this platform in real life. And I could tell you this man would sit down and pray before every dinner break at work we got, every lunch meal we got. This This dude right here would sit down and pray 
over Chick-fil-A, over uh, Cookout, or even if we got Domino's, he said a prayer over that three-cheese pizza. That's that's oddly oddly relevant that he would pray over Chick Fil A because it was all, obviously prayed over before it was got to him. Hey man, that's some good Jesus chicken out there. No, but uh, you know, so no, but preaching when preaching says that he is a man of God, like he's he's not he's not uh, giving you guys a facade here. Like I've I've seen it in real life, and I've I've actually videotaped him and, and made fun of him and, and made memes out of him while he's praying over pizza. Um, so, but, uh, to continue preaching, go ahead, bud. Wow. That's, that's about all I'm going to say for right now. I'm just listening and, uh, I can see where everybody's coming from in their views and I'll, I'll, I'll take that respectfully and I, I get where everybody's at in their head and why they could possibly get that, the different ideas. So it's interesting to look at different views, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep listening and that's about all I got to say for right now. I'll chime in if I have something else. Gotcha, preaching. I, I appreciate you calling in, dude. And I appreciate you. I Dude, I know it's been hard for you to catch a show lately, so I really appreciate you taking the time to be here, dude. I really do. I know I know. outside of the platform, I give you I give you hell all the time, but I'm happy you're here, man. Um, appreciate it, brother. So let's let's move on to Ba coming all the way f- to us from Scotland. Ba, I know you guys have a different god out there. Tell us about it. <laughs> How's the audio, by the way? Oh, it's it's not too bad. Dude. We can hear you just fine. Fantastic. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty much the same as you, Jester. I think there's there's two subjects that I'm really fascinated about that I'm I'm neither here nor there in my beliefs, but I've picked up pieces of knowledge along the way and I would just like to go through I was actually taking notes while I was listening to the show and I'll just run through some of them and if uh, Reverend Paul or even B Free because I think a lot of what B Free said resonates with me as well where I, I believe that the the book itself is the thing that's been corrupted by certain groups and uh, people of the world I'm not saying that the whole thing was was corrupted but I think a lot of it has occult numbers and in doctrine and there is certainly satanic messaging and even even down to like maybe the bible the, even something that kind of blew my mind was you notice you go into a hotel and there's a bible sat there or certainly in europe you know you go into any hotel there's a bible sat there it's for free which is a you know it's because they want you to read it they want you to basically behave and, and be a good be a good boy and and good good girl so when, when earlier on when jester was talking about um like noah's ark and all that i see those things as like analogies like noah's ark is basically like um you know depopulation like war and pandemics and things i think uh, the story of cain and abel is basically teaching us that there are some bad-blooded people in the world the canaanites they went off and they're like sort of the the evil race uh, that do evil things. Um, someone taught me the other day that Moses is often portrayed with with horns. I think that's like telltale signs that it's, you know, um, it's it's been corrupted. Jesus died at 33. There's 47 translations of the Bible. Jesus and its and his 12 disciples. So that's 12. So that's the zodiac, and then you've got jesus and the 12 which is 13 which is another occult number and um, but saying all that i know I, i'm coming down kind of strong but i do 100 believe we are created like there's no question in my mind 
and, and I tend to lead into what B3 said about the intelligent design. Um, I think the Big Bang Theory is literally insanity, thinking that, that nothing can create everything. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Jess. I, I've got these questions, and I'm sorry if I come across like I'm offending. You know, I feel the same way with, with certain Christians. You can't really criticize, and uh, not just Christianity, with Islam and Judaism the same. I think no, when, you, when you criticize I, their faith. But I, I get it. And, and guys, if those of you don't know, I have a good relationship with Bai. I talk to Bai outside of the platform almost on a daily basis at this point. But, mm-hmm. but I just, I want... First off, number one, I want everybody to be extremely thankful and, and give props to Reverend Paul for gracing us with his presence tonight because oh, yeah, to absolutely. get, you know, to get uh, feedback from a religious leader uh, that has studied this, that is willing to take the co- time to come into this mm-hmm. shit show and actually sit down with us and answer these questions. And I, and I know a lot of these are frustrating and they may rub people the wrong way. And Reverend Paul, I just I, again, I want to just thank you for being here, man. I always appreciate you when you come onto the platform. I really, really do. Oh yeah, man. Um, it, it is a blessing to be here, and man, you know the the devil, whether you believe in him or not, right? Uh, I think you know one of his greatest deceptions is you know letting people know that he doesn't exist, you know. And so, but in my belief, right, that the word of God is absolute truth, so. I'll defend it until I die. Now, will I defend the way it was put together? Will I defend the way the people have used it over the years to manipulate people and control the population and kill for it and all that sort of, No way. You know, do I do I think it's had a holy history? Not a not a chance. Um, you know, so I'm agreeing with with y'all more than you think I am. Um, but as far as the compromise on like what the ideals are from the Bible, we could just whittle it down to that if you want to, right? Like the uh, the ideals are from the very beginning back in Genesis, you know, um, he, he showed that, hey, I'm cursing y'all and I'm going to send Jesus, my son, you know, he's going to, um, he's going to come after you and put you in your place. And so he was, he was, uh prophesied coming to the earth the lamb of god he was he was witnessed he there was thousands upon thousands of witnesses historians all these things he was here in the flesh died um and then you know they can't find the body the roll away the stone conspiracy theory you know never happened didn't exist Ooh, um, so, I got you, I got if, something. Hold on, I got something. So, so like all day, all day long, the Bible, man, logically picked that thing apart. But so the ideals, though, right? If you believe that, because that was brought up by somebody earlier. Well, it was all blah blah blah. Well, if you believe the main theme of the paragraph, right, or the book, that Jesus Christ died for our sins, so we can be saved. If you believe that, then who cares about the rest, honestly? Because that alone will get you into heaven if you believe that, like the thief on the cross. That's all he did. He just believed. He didn't go get baptized. He didn't go on a mission trip. He didn't go study the word. He believed. Jesus was baptized. He was baptized by John the Baptist. No, I said the thief on the cross wasn't baptized. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, So, um, <laughs> you know, so, that, so that's the main idea from it. You know, if you believe that, hey, you got a golden ticket like Willy Wonka. You know what I'm saying? But it's not just a like, okay, I'm a duck, I'm a duck, I'm a duck, you know. Wait, I'm, I thought you know, Charlie got the golden ticket. Well, yeah, he did. <laughs> so, hold on. I, I, had, it, you know. 
I had to um, break in real quick. I, I got to break in real quick, guys. Uh, so um, I got to give a shout out to our top three gifters we have right now in the chats. Uh, we've got Carson in the number one spot, Jelly Six and Sydney, guys. I do appreciate the gifts because today is the eighth. Podbean pays out on the 10th, and I'll be able to use whatever you guys send uh, for vacation money. So I appreciate all the gifts in the chats, guys. And uh, real quick, we've we've had – I Shannon – Please don't go anywhere. I'm going to pick the hell out of your brain uh, after the next seven minutes here. And I'm going to I'm going to let Shannon basically have the floor because I know Shannon's got a lot to say for all you guys. But Sarah has called in and has been very, very patient uh, or I'm not share it. Sarah, fuck, I can't speak tonight. Sarah, how are you? Welcome into it's Doomsday podcast. Good. Watch your language. There's a man of God here. So this <laughs> Speak up a little bit, Sarah. We can't hear you. Just speak yeah, Sarah, speak a, speak a little louder. We're having a little trouble here, and you're coming in really low volume. It's it's still really low. I don't know if you're on a Bluetooth or if you're on speakerphone, but try to talk directly into the mic. Okay. Yeah, if you hold your phone next to your mouth, that'll pick up better, even if you're wearing a mic. Yeah, I don't have a mic because I'm a tech card, but so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I grew up Pentecostal, and so that was a weird upbringing, and those people scared the bejesus out of me when I was a kid, so uh, I think that pushed me further from Christianity, um, and then as I got older and came into my own understanding of things, um, you know, my mom battled cancer and stuff when I was a kid, and when I was in fifth grade, they sent her home with six weeks to live on Christmas Eve, which, thank God, she lived until I was 27. But she, her last bout of cancer that she had, she lost her faith. And this woman was somebody that had never been to church before. Uh, and I actually went back to church and um, I was praying. And I was really praying for her. And like, I felt like my pastor had come up and put his arm around me. And when I looked up, there was nobody there. Um, so that really pulled me back in and so I wonder what you guys think about like the little personal miracles that are just meant for just you that doesn't matter to the rest of the world but things that happen in your life that you can't explain any other way it's Sarah I'm I'm so happy you bring that up and Sarah I'm gonna ask you uh you're you're welcome on the show anytime please next time you call in have a headset or something because it's just coming in so low volume. I, I want everybody be, to be able to hear you. Um, but I think that's a good one to give the Reverend Paul to answer that question. Actually, I want to turn that over to, well, you know what? Um, no, I want to turn that over to y'all. Oh, do shit. Do you, exactly. <laughs> you know, do y'all see those as miracles or do you see those as slaps in the face from some other deity or coincidence or like, what do y'all see them as? Because like the thing with me getting grabbed by an angel, bro, that blew my mind. You know, like um, I was already saved at that point. I didn't need nothing else to convince me, but God still did that anyways. And I've seen demons. I've man, I. Uh, I can never come back. So whatever, you know, people throw at me, I may get a little frustrated because I don't know how to answer it. But, hey, you know, it uh, doesn't mean that it's not, you know. Uh, okay, I, I think it's uh, – it, so I, th I think I, I need to kind of fill in the blanks with this. Uh, so something you guys don't know about me. I'm a big believer in karma. Um, 
to me, karma almost overtakes religion. Okay. I'm a big believer in it. I'm a big believer in you get in what you put out. Uh, years ago, 2004, and nobody knows the story, but I'm going to tell it to you guys. Uh, I was, I was in a truck. I was driving down the road. I had, I had a friend with me and, um, this friend was up to a, a lot of like no good things. He was uh, selling cocaine, uh, selling drugs. Like he was, he was not a good dude. He was with me, and we got into an accident, and we rolled a uh, GMC Sierra fifteen hundred. Like I mean, flew through the fucking air. Rolled this truck, right? If I would have had a seatbelt on, I would have been killed because the roof collapsed all the way down to the steering wheel okay now that was just on the driver's side of the vehicle so when the truck rolled i didn't have a seatbelt on it flew me into the back seat of the car or back seat of the truck right i came out bloody busted up i came out pretty fucked up but I, i'm alive i'm walking okay if i would have had a seatbelt on i would have been killed my friend that was in the passenger seat um, he, uh, he didn't have a seatbelt on either. His side of the truck was fine. Did not have a scratch on it. The roof wasn't collapsed. There was not a scratch on the outside door. The passenger side of the truck was totally fine. No problems with it at all. Okay. If he would have had a seatbelt on, he would have been fine. He flew out of the window of the vehicle and is now paralyzed and spends the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Um, we maintained our friendship after that until I had a big problem with the drugs he was on. And I told him, you need to knock this shit the fuck off. It's no good. Like, you need to stop. And he he decided not to, right? In that moment in my life is when I kind of found out that karma took over, right? We were both in the same scenario. If I would have had a seatbelt on, I would have been killed. If he would have had a seatbelt on, he wouldn't have been in a wheelchair. The grace of karma, the grace of God, whatever you want to call it, he ended up in a wheelchair. I ended up fine. Now, the thing that's that's kind of you know weighing on me with this is he was up to a lot of no good bullshit. Now, I got to preface this with we weren't drinking and driving. We weren't on drugs. We were just driving down the road and an accident happened. Like it, you know, accidents do happen. So when I say this, I mean, I am a bigger, firmer believer in karma than anything else on the planet. If that, if that answers anything for anybody. Oh, guys, don't yeah, leave me with that. That makes sense to me because it, it's a, uh, what that is, it's a, uh, it's a common mindset of even Christians, you know, it's a. Uh, it's a workspace mentality so you're like i've got to do good to get good and that that's more of a you know be a good boy like uh he was saying having bibles around you know than anything is but it causes you to chase your tail because jesus was the only one that could do good and that you know didn't do bad and so his you know sacrifice is what pays the the way pays for our sin because he became sin for us. Um, so much so that when he was on the cross, he actually said, God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he felt God judging sin. He felt God judging sin whenever he was on the cross. And so, you know, he became, that's why the Bible says he became sin for us. So 
Um, I get that. You know, it's, it's common because a lot of people are like, well, I might get saved, but I still got to do good or God's going to throw me in hell. You know, and so like karma, have you ever seen, do you think karma is a good force or an evil force? You know, I'll answer that, Reverend Paul, right after this ad. Hey, preppers, are you looking for good coffee? Go to www.beardedbeancoffeecompany.com. With over 42 different varieties of coffee, you'll find what you like. Why not use code DOOM15 at checkout for 15% off your coffee order? Again, that's DOOM15, D-O-O-M-15, for 15% off your order at beardedbeancoffeecompany.com. Grab life by the beans. Now, I do want to let you guys know real quick that I don't get paid to run that ad. This is uh, the ad for Jake Dials, Jake Dials Coffee Company. We all know who Jake Dials is, I think. Um, I do this as a personal favor to help him out. So when I run these ads, I don't want anybody to be like, oh, Jester's making money off running ads. This show sucks. Like, no, I'm just doing it to help out a friend. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, right. You're selfish and you don't tip enough, but whatever. Whatever. No, but so a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that Jake Dials has a coffee company. So I've I've been periodically running ads during the lives to kind of help him out, right? Because it he does it's his business. He makes money off it, and the more I could get it out there for him, the better. It's a source of income for him, and he's my buddy, so I want to help out. Um, but anyway, to, uh, to move into this, so I promised Shannon I was going to give her the floor. So Shannon. <laughs> What's up, Thank girl? You. How are you? <laughs> Hello, my brother from another mother. That's it. I could not. I swear to God, we are we are related somehow. Okay, first I'm gonna throw some fat on on here for you guys to chew on. Um, religion and science have always been split. The more that we get into technology, the more science and religion comes together. Um, if you look at the, the, the stories of the Bible and exactly what Doomsday is talking about, about an alien Jesus, I've always been a firm believer of absolute data proof. There is a man, his name is Maurice Cotterell and through technology and using computerized systems and algorithms, colorize the Mayan sarcophagus. The Mayan sarcophagus was 2000 BC to 250 AD, way before Christ. Anyway, they took the Mayan sarcophagus and colorized it, and it started depicting stories of the Bible. Adam and Eve, Noah, I mean, just Moses, I mean, everything. It was all there. And when they discovered this, he had to go into hiding somewhere in England. He's a good friend of my father's who is friends with the ancient aliens people. Uh, Lloyd Pye, they killed him. They gave him cancer because he wrote the book of everything you know is wrong. Anyway, this book is an amazing book. It's called Super Gods. And I suggest, highly suggest you guys read this because it puts science and religion together. I believe that all these events such as Jesus, the flood, was actually an intervention of alien nature to either cleanse the earth or to further mankind to be to evolve. So then also, if you believe in the Bible and you believe Adam and Eve were the first man and woman, okay, so what about Darwin? What about Cro-Magnon Man, which was 10,000 B.C.? 
And then you have periods of how man evolved. Man it adapts to its environment. Man does not, we did not come from a single cell amoeba, but we do evolve, we adapt. And the missing link also proves some kind of divine, otherworldly intervention. With science and technology today, like the super collider that they have in Geneva, it, they recreated the Big Bang. I mean, if Adam and Eve were the first woman, how do you explain Cro-Magnon Man, which is way before all this? So the Bible, and yes, paganism stemmed Catholicism and Christianity. Um, paganism refers to the authentic religions of ancient Greece and Rome and the surrounding areas. The pagans usually had a poly polytheistic belief in many gods, but only one which was represented in the chief god and the supreme godhead. So, I mean, it, it, I believe, always have believed in humankind doing unto others, you'd have them do unto you. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I do believe in scientific data. There is data and proof that there is a soul, what we call, um, it's a soul is energy based. At the time of your death, it has been proven with high speed cameras that this energy lifts off your body. You cannot kill energy, it dissipates. It does not, I mean, does not dissipate. That's what they consider the soul. And then also the body weighs just a smidge less. So I believe that heaven or hell, if whatever people, and I don't knock anybody's belief. I find it extremely interesting. That's what makes this world great is through different opinions coming together in a large think tank to answer the question of where we came from. And is there a God? Are there many gods? So, I mean, none of you are wrong. It's, it's together. And with this Mayan sarcophagus, and the Mayans disappeared. The thing about this sarcophagus is the way it was made, you can only see three-dimensional. We as humans only see in 2D. So it was done by aliens, the Mayans that were taught, just like the ancient Egyptian pyramids. They were taught by aliens. With every cataclysmic thing on Earth has been some kind, like I said, either an event to further our world. It's... The more we study science, the more we come back to religion and the stories of the Bible. How do we know that the Bible just wasn't, like he said, be free. I totally dug what you said, man, about in Latin, when the whole world couldn't read it. How do you know that they're not just stories like, of, like early Shakespeare, and then they were made to be some kind of sacred text, but with this Mayan discovery, this Mayan sarcophagus, and they, the government tried to kill Maurice Cotterell. And he's a very, very good friend of my dad's. So is Zachariah Sitchin. Um, he was onto something. Everything we have been taught is wrong, and they did it on purpose. So we would conform, so we'd be good little soldiers, boys and girls, you know, and to control the masses. 
anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Well, uh, Shannon, you put that together very eloquently, I, I think. And there's there's a lot of things I could pick apart from that. But there's okay. um, something I got from Reverend for for Reverend Paul. Uh, so the Shroud oh, of Tr- uh, Turin, the Shroud of Turin. 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 Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm not saying mm-hmm. it right. Anyway, you guys know what I'm getting at. I, my English is shit. Sure, but... Sure. So uh, this was the wrap that Jesus was buried in that does contain his DNA. And the biggest question I've had for all religious leaders is why are we not DNA testing this? And there's a lot of theories why we're not DNA testing it. But Reverend Paul, I, I would love it if you would pick that up and answer that. Wait, wait, wait. They can't DNA test it. You have nothing to compare it to. You could still, if you DNA test, it'll give you comparison on how, it, how it's relevant to other DNA that we have in the system. It so might give would, you a time so period if you carbon dated it, but no, you no, would no, have no, to no. have if, proof of Shannon. If we take that DNA and we put it in, in a database, we could link it to Jesus's close relatives. Are there any living bloodline of Jesus? We, that's no we don't know. Bloodline that's left. We don't know. And okay, that's why so we need me, to test it. Let me let me answer this. You're you're a little far away, Reverend Paul. If you could come closer to the mic, dude. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. So, um, yeah. Let me let me answer this real quick. I think, right? Therefore, I am. Doctor Keys, right? Um, No. So, what would happen if they did test it? Okay. And it came back that there was no. Was it the Y chromosome that comes from the father? What if it had no Y chromosome? Would they would they publicly put that out there? So I think if it came up as an anomaly, it would further the idea that um, Jesus was in fact Jesus, right? Yeah, like it, it's going to do what it did back then. They're going to discredit it, like we're several people are doing today. They're going to discredit it. They're going to throw out their beliefs and theories, which are all valid to everybody here. You know, and so it's not going to get it's like spinning your wheels. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, because we don't know what is really real. You know, fake news, Trump, this left, this right, that who's true. We don't know, you know, what we're getting fed. Is it the elites? You know, so we really we're in the dark all the time, period. So they discredited the Shroud of Terran in 2009. Right. Well, so hold on, Joe. Wait, real quick. Joe in the chats is saying that this was DNA tested. Joe, I need you to elaborate that. It was. Okay. So now, according to the Bible, right? I think Joe's taking a shit. Uh, He didn't unmute himself. Uh The Bible Bible (laughs) says that um, that the Holy Spirit, right, impregnated Mary. So the DNA that came from. the father was a spiritual DNA, right? So it wasn't a human male DNA. So, you know, if it was tested, if it was really, really his, if there was any, after thousands of years, like with his sweat would have got on or something, even though he had been dead. So I don't know how they're saying the DNA was there anyways. Like if it was, there's probably more DNA from other people handling it than, you know, if there was Jesus, but that's just whatever. But yeah, so if it came out as came back as human DNA, then you know, well, oh, Jesus is human. 
know? With forensic techniques, they absolutely proved that it was not Jesus Christ. It, that's already been done 13 years ago. Okay. So, but yeah, we're doing hypothetical anyways, right? So it kind of doesn't matter. But so according to the Bible, though, the DNA was from God himself. So it wouldn't have had a Y chromosome if it was, you know, truly, if the Bible's right, you know, and, um, but, you know, it's been tampered with like everybody's saying. So, yeah, meh. Well, I was right. muted there. Uh, be free. No, we cannot hear you, dude. Are you still with us? You're unmuted, dude. I don't get, I'm not getting uh, Joe at all. Joe, I don't know what happened, dude. I don't know if you need to exit and come back out, like hang up and come back in again. I don't know what's going on. But the reason why I bring up this DNA thing is because we're doing, in, in law enforcement, we're doing a lot of work with familiar DNA. And the idea that we could take DNA and we could link it back to people that have submitted to Ancestry.com or 23andMe or things like that is is a big deal, right? So if this DNA could be linked, and, and uh, Scooter, I just saw you back in the chat, and I know you were trying to call in earlier, dude. You're more than welcome to now. Uh, and we're getting uh, Be Free back now, so maybe we got Joe back. Uh, Joe, are you with us? Yeah, yeah, Joe, now we got you. Uh, so it, it was DNA tested back in 2004. And uh, they, they weren't allowed technically to scrape the shroud of Turin. There was one carbon testing that they were allowed to take a small sample of the shroud, but they weren't allowed to take a sh uh, sample of anywhere there was pigment. And the shroud at the entire time, everybody had gloves on. It was in a sealed environment. Every time they unrolled the shroud, it was in a sealed environment. And then it was put back into its little sealed thing. Um, they did pull air samples off the shroud. So could it be epithelios from people that are around it? Possible. There could be epithelios from just, you know, you slough off about 60 billion skin cells a day. So it could be any one of the 16 observers that were in the room that sloughed off the skin cells. Now that's possible. That's possible if those people were pigs. <laughs> because the DNA, the DNA that did come off the Shroud of Turin was pig. Now one thing that was used in pigments of paint is pig blood. They also got acrum, which is a binder for things to be bound to fabric. Back in the uh, back in the, I, I believe the 1400s, it when it, it was called, uh, um, it was called um, um, uh, not divining um, um, something to give light to, which is what they called painting. They didn't call it painting; they called it giving light to. And it was a painting was a thing that only religious people could do. People that wrote religious texts could paint things. So it, it, it was the art of creating pigments for paint was an actual religious art at the time. And it definitively proves that it was it used it used a religious uh, a period religious technique to make a pigment and that it was it was the the elements the, the, the key elements that make the period pigments. The Shroud of Turin is a fake. It's a 100% fake. Well, and that, you know, well, it, it brings more light to who the source of the, the thing, which I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a Catholic church. Well, am I right? Yeah, I could be wrong. It brings more light to the, the, the idea that divinity, the, the Christian church, not the Christian church in general. I'm not attacking Christianity. Sure, I'm attacking. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more pointing the fact that 
anything that has to hold on to its its power by creating 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 such divinity and things like the the idea of saints the idea of saints like you can die your body wither away and then they chop you up into bits and pieces and then they send your bits and pieces around and then other churches hold on to that bit and piece and they're like oh we have divine right because we have the finger of prince cuspert or cuspert Yeah, I think everybody knows where I stand on the Catholic Church. Uh, they are—they were basically the the first Reich of Hitler. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, they the were Catholic, so evil, bro. Huh, no, Our no, last pope was a Hitler youth. The Catholic huh. Church was the foundation of the the Church of Saint. I've yeah, got to. They are one hundred one hundred percent Satanists. I got to jump in real quick, and I want to comment on the shroud. Okay, so. When I was a kid, you guys know I was, rela- I was raised in, in the Catholic Church, okay? Now, this shroud was presented to us in the, in the I want to say, like the mid-90s, that this was like new evidence, right, of, of the actual, like, that's how the church presented it to us. It was like the mid-90s, they pulled this out, and they said, look, straight from the Vatican, we have the shroud, da-da-da-da-da-da. And none of us at the time were smart enough to think, well, the Vatican's had this for years. Why are they only telling us now? Right? Like, what's yeah. the deal? Behind <laughs> it? Like, at the time, I wasn't smart enough to realize what was going on. I was like, oh, my God, they 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 miraculously unearthed this. Holy shit. Like, you know, um, no, no pun intended, uh, Reverend Paul. <laughs> like, nice, but no, nice. that, that's, that's how, that's how it was. I was like, Oh my God, we have proof now. And I'm like, Oh my God, Jesus touched this. This is, this is amazing. And then as I grew up, you know, one more thing to like, be like, wait a minute, we've had this for years and I'm only being, it's only being presented now in like 1995. Like what the fuck's going on? Exactly. Exactly. Where was it in the 60s? Where was it in the 70s? Where was it in the 1870s? Where was it where was it in the 1770s? Nowhere. Oh, they are they are like spiritual. They're like the spiritual mafia. It's so bad. So if, Hold you, on. if we the Vatican is the original mafia of Reverend Paul. Come on now. Yeah, well, I <laughs> mean no, that no, too. No. They're no. both. The Tabernacle is the original mafia. Opus Day. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> the Jewish church, the, the Jewish temple is the original, the original mafia. The, you know what? The, the one thing that like, I'm not a big fan of Muslims as a people because, you know, they're, they're pretty locked in the dark ages, but I am a big fan of the fact that they also believe in the same God that Christians believe in. They even rush. Muslims even worship Jesus as a prophet. A lot of people don't get that. Jesus is a prophet in the Quran. He's not so the prophet. No, he I'm is a prophet. There. Allah is not the same God as Jehovah, so they they do not worship a loving, merciful God. They worship a God that's basically got the karma theory and you just, seven virgins and all that. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge back. I'm gonna challenge back to you. You just called a God. That would turn people into pillars of salt and smite an entire city with fire and brimstone and wipe an entire populace off the face of the earth with a flood, a loving and merciful God. Is that what I said? 
Some what people depict say? Noah as a savior, <laughs> and some people. It sounds some, like some people depict him as evil. He's so, a loving, sure. merciful God. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go hey, back. You to know the, what? Is, hey, is is it bad for there to be a, a jail to separate? No. Us well, from actually, the murderers. So okay, let's. If the, on, if the crime is on, if the crime on, is free on. will, then yes, it's bad. If the crime is free wanna, will, then yes, it's bad. I want everybody to depict something in their brains real, real quick. Okay, there is good and there is evil. We've seen this from the beginning of time. We see this currently in humanity. We've we've seen this in our society right now. We've seen it in our society a yeah. thousand years ago. We have good and evil. It, it's a thing. Now, I'm I'm a firm believer because of my my religious standpoint that good and evil is just within people. It's natural. You decide to act on your evil motions or you decide to act on your good motions, right? It's about having that good morale, that good standpoint. And that's what separates us. Like me, myself, I believe in having, you know, being a good person. I believe in good morale. Like that, that's what I believe. That's why I've done the work I've done over the years. I didn't, when all these shootings were going on around the world, I didn't decide or, or around the country, I didn't decide to just go be an SRO for the fun of it. I wanted to protect the kids, right? And then we, we also look at things like the Quran, which has uh, a lot of references in it that support pedophilia, right? So um, there's, you know, there, no, there are these no, there's, weird there's, there's not. So there's a reference within the Quran that states that if you, and I'm trying to remember this verbatim, but I'm going to fuck it up. If you penetrate somebody five years or less, uh, then they are your... Resp like you're responsible for them in some manner right um so pedophilia is referenced in in that in that teaching in that believing that it that it's okay uh, uh, from a religious standpoint it's not it, there is nothing in islam that, that i'll have to go back i'll have to go back well I'm, i have to go back and, and and read through this and figure it out exactly what it was but there's something in there that references that specifically um, if you do that, it's not a sin, but you you have obligation after the fact, right? Which I mean, by our <laughs> definition, would would be pedophilia. By our definition, it, it it the Quran promotes the marrying of a child whose father has died, and that is it. So, like, it doesn't it doesn't specify an age. It just specifies that if a child's father has died, that the brother or another family member should marry that child. And this was just because of social edicts where the child wouldn't get their father's possessions. The daughter wouldn't get the father's possessions. So it, it was in a sense that a dowry wouldn't be paid for that daughter anymore. So it, it, it's a social construct, not, a, not in a sense of like, yeah, go fuck, my, go fuck this kid, basically. It, it doesn't promote pedophilia it promotes the sense of like there is a there's a social construct in their their culture the culture that raised islam that a child needs to needs to get what is owed to them because it is their it's owed to them by their father and if their father passes away then the brother might steal it and i saw that all the time in iraq where you know like brothers would screw over brothers in order to gain their brother's possessions because they knew their brother didn't have any children they would be like, "Oh yeah, my brother, man. He has a he has RPGs and he's got 
He's got 155 rounds, and they're buried right there underneath that tarp that I just... Uh, oh, this shovel? Don't worry about this shovel. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so um, j- just going back and just hitting Google a Google search real quick, there's a lot of references to pedophilia in, in the Islamic Bible, in the Quran. Um, like a lot. I'm not going to read them on the show because they're pretty descriptive, and I don't want to get like deep into it, but they are, they are there. Um, I don't want to get into it on the show cause that's, I, I, I just, I, I don't want to do it. It's uh pretty, it's pretty vulgar and there's a line I don't want to cross, <laughs> but, uh, it, it is in there. There's a lot of things and guys, we do have, we are, at, well, they, we do. They say that a child bride is technically a consenting adult. That's that, that's true. That's true. Okay. So, so let me do this guys. That's right. Yeah. Well, the Christian so we, Bible says the same thing, though. Well, hold on. Listen, we guys, we got about four minutes left, and then we're going to get cut off here. So I just, I'm going to go around the room real quick, uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna do this kind of in reverse. Then we're going to come back. Uh, ba, we're going to start with you. Ba, final thoughts? Anything you want to add? You got 60 seconds. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, another thing that kind of brings me back to religion is that the the world. Could, clearly has an undertone and it's not even an undertone in some instances it's pretty blatant in your face that the world leaders are pretty religious you know all our world governments are working towards like zionism and giving israel back their their holy land the book of revelations is pretty much happening right now so i see it as like a playbook so i kind of look towards that and go that the people in charge of our world i i believe they know what the truth is, where we came from and all that. And maybe that's just my bias, but I, that's why I do. I was going to say at the end of my first time on the, the mic that um, I do stick up for Christianity. I think if I was going to go down the path of, of religion, I, w- I think the, the true creator is the one of the Bible. I just don't think the Bible is the thing that we should be, you know, wor- you know, churches in the Bible, I think, are, are corrupt and uh but I'm not knocking your faith. Like, Reverend Paul, I appreciate you coming on. I think the God of the Bible is the real God. That's that's where I stand today. Um, so, yeah, so thanks again for, for having me on, and uh, it's been a great show. Absolutely, Bob. Thank you. And uh, Preaching, we're going to move to you if you're still here. You got 60 seconds, Preaching. All right, brother. Can you hear me? Yeah, dude, go for it. You got the mic. All right, cool. Uh, basically, all I'm going to sit there and say is touching back on a couple things that Reverend Paul said as far as like being touched or seeing miracles or having something crazy happen that you just know without a doubt, you know, God is real. Is uh, there's several, several times I should have just died. Like, no questions about it. Like, you just don't live through stuff like that. Right. Oh, yeah, That's dude, Hit, hitting a cop car at 115 miles an hour. You, you're not supposed <laughs> to survive that shit. Yeah, hit a cop <laughs> car, actually. <laughs> but anyway, just stuff like that. I've seen, like, just shadowy things in the dark down a hallway. You know, I have a bad vibe about it. And, you know, I prayed right then and there, like, look, God protect me. And it, it went away. I've had things written on glass that when I walk out the shower, I see it and it wasn't there before. I try to steam it back up. It's gone. So I know, I feel in my heart that God is real. It's, there's no question about it. I can't explain it. 
any better than that. Just you, you got to walk by faith. So, thank, thank you, thank you, uh, preaching and preaching. Uh, real quick, we're gonna move to Shannon. Shannon, we got we got to move quickly here. Thirty seconds, Shannon. Okay. Um, no matter what religion you are, um, whether you believe in religion, religion or not, we are all human. Believing, doing the right thing, uh, do unto others you'd have them do unto you. In this world, we could all get on that bandwagon. Imagine how productive and how happy and blissful we would all be, no matter what you believed in. Absolutely. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, Joe, 30, 30 seconds, bro. And then uh, we're going to throw it over to Reverend Paul to take us out. Genesis 126 says, uh, it starts off with, let us create mankind in our image. By the word us, it, it literally says that God wasn't alone in the creation of the universe. That means that if he says us, that means that he had equals. Keep that as food for thought. Cool. Um, so yeah, that uh, that definitely goes into the doctrine of the Trinity. Go ahead, Reverend Paul. Take it out, brother. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that talks about the doctrine of the Trinity, so that's all biblical. So I agree with you. And anything you want to add for our listeners before we're out of here? This is an uh, Jesus loves you, and it's all about grace. Trust in Him for salvation, and He'll uh, show up for you. Keep having faith. And everybody else, guys, I want you guys to thank Reverend Paul for coming in tonight. Reverend Paul, we appreciate you being here, bud. I had a thank blast, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Be free. Hit me up on Insta. I want to talk to you. Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned. The next emergency message will be a presidential address.